Hello. With almost 50 years of combined experience in the real estate brokerage and construction industries, and with radio, television, podcasts, and books under their belts, the hosts of Broker Talk are here to answer all your questions related to all things real estate. I'm Jim Lowenstern, and my co-host Larry Lawfer is here as well. Larry, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. What in the world was that noise? <laughs> it it was just um, it was one of the planes flying by the uh, Castles Unlimited uh, Space <laughs> it Needle. Sounds like it's coming from our guest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, today we have a really great show and so important right now. Everybody who is in the business is thinking about next year. They're looking at their what they've done for this year and considering their goals for next year. We are very lucky to have Bill Crespo with us, who uh, has a Facebook uh, presence, uh, Path to Pro. Uh, a coach for many, many, many years. Uh, he's been in business. He's a teacher. He's a coach. He's an entrepreneur. Um, great to have you, uh, Bill. Wonderful. No, I'm excited about being here. Thanks for inviting me. So, Bill, we're, we're talking about uh, business plans, and uh, I know you have coached me for a while, uh, did a fantastic job. I learned so much while I was with you. Um, you have a business plan. How do you roll that out to your people, and what do you say to them? Well, you know, uh, business planning is interesting because we can get a little bit um, analytical about it, which kind of turns us off, or we can get simple and effective. And I tend to go simple and effective. So um, we created this year a thing called the I-chart. And, um, you know, it's, it's been really good because it's going to help people to see what they need to do for the year, not just to keep it logged in their brain. So with the I-chart, is that an acronym? Does that stand for anything, or is that just a, a format? Well, it's a, um, it doesn't stand for anything. It's definitely not an eye chart. So what got me to this idea is that I had someone write a letter. You know, I don't think, Larry, if we ever did this, but I, maybe I did. But we, I have sometimes my clients write a letter to themselves as if the year is over. So sometimes for someone who's highly analytical, it's hard for them to be more emotional about it because emotion was, is what drives us to or achieve our goal. It's not really logic at times. It's really emotion. So I want people to be more of a feeling of how, you know, at the end of the year, December 31st, 2020, you finished a year out and you reached your goal. Tell me about it. And so it's, it's like it's over. And so the I chart is to talk about uh, more about you, I, and we talk about um, how to be more emotional so that it drives the target drives you to achieve the target. So one of the things that always happens, and it certainly has happened to me, is you sit down, you write these goals, they're lofty goals, um, and uh, they scare you a little bit, and then you want to go ahead and, and work on it, and yet you don't look at them for another two or three months, and they say, oh, wait a minute, I fell off. How, how do you get the, <laughs> the goals to be alive on a daily basis? Wow, it's almost like we've planned this conversation because it's exactly why the eye chart was created. So the eye chart, because, you know, we all have the reticular activating system. Everybody has what they call the RAS inside their brain. The RAS is when you, you know, when you, you just bought a car 
and everybody has the same car. You, um, uh, you bought a new shirt, and everybody has the same shirt. So it's interesting that the RAS is what's been targeted for that item. So I, what I've done is create a chart so that you can look at your goals all year long, not just for today, but all year long. So what I have my clients do is create uh, an eye chart for business, maybe eight or nine things that they're going to do. I will do this. Instead of I did this, I will do this. Number two is personal. And then one is financial or money-wise. So it's an eye chart for money. So all those three areas is to say I will save, I will invest, I will do this. And it's something you post in your office. So you're seeing it every day as you're at work. See it every day, yeah. Do you see value in, um, what are they called, um, uh, those charts where you put up all the pictures of a uh, uh, dream board? Vision board. Vision board. Yeah, vision board. You know, I, I've heard a lot about that, and I've, I've had my kids do it. And, uh, yeah, so I think that uh, sometimes people look at it, and it's a lot of fun doing it, but it's just like nothing. It, it, it's almost like wallpaper. And so... Um, it's a fun activity, but it's not real. Some of the stuff that they put on it is so far away from what they can actually – they're in, uh, you know, something that they will never get, and so it kind of puts you out there too far. I need to get people to actually make the changes that are necessary. You know, I mean, you may have this boat, this house, this car, this trip. Uh, it's all great. Um, and for some people, but that doesn't work for everybody. So I want to make sure that we can work with everyone and let's, let's kind of keep it real. If that works for you, do it. If it doesn't work and you, it just becomes wallpaper, then you got to change the approach. I think with all of these things, Bill, I think the, the individual, there are, there are business models that you can follow. But everybody is somehow individual in their own way and unique in their own way, and yet we're all the same. Yeah. Um, but not everything works for everybody. You've got to find the things that motivate you. And if something is not working, then what? Right. And, and, and you know what? We know this. And there's a book out that I thought was very good. I, I have my clients read it. It's called Switch. S-W-I-T-C-H, written by Dan and Chip Heath, H-E-A-T-H. And that book talks a lot about how to make change happen in, in a corporate environment or change happen individually. And what happens is, is that we have to understand that we have to change to make a goal happen. And sometimes people think, well, I'll just post it up on my wall and it's going to happen. Could it happen? Yeah. But as you said, Larry, We've got to go with what 80% of people are going to have to do to make it happen. And you've got to really understand that change happens when you are emotionally driven by something, not logically. And that book is really clear on how your brain works and, and why sometimes you're not successful when you are achieving your goals or tra- attempting to achieve your goals. But let's talk about your background, Bill. How did you get into... Um uh, training, coaching. Well, you know, this is kind of embarrassing, but I've done a lot of things. And I started at 21, uh, had my own business at 21. I ran a uh, promotions entertainment company in, in, in my market in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, I worked with radio stations. And then at about uh, 
29 years old. Actually, are, are you still in Virginia Beach? And um, decided to. Yeah. They actually, they, to be honest with you, they told me to leave. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, so they told me to leave college after a year and a half, and I joined the FBI. And I was with the FBI a little bit less than a year, and then I got into the entertainment business, which really uh, made my parents feel really happy. And uh, I got into real estate at around 29. But I've always been someone creatively um, learning on my own because I was really looking for a mentor at 20, 21 years old, looking for business. I was looking to be a great salesperson. So I had to start learning on my own. And at 29, I got into real estate. And then uh, through my successes in that and me paying for coaching, uh, my coach is a $30, $40 million a year guy at uh, said, you know, we'd like to have you as a coach. And about 20 years ago, I embarked in that journey. But it's always been sales. I have my own real estate company. I understand the burden and the passion and the stress of being in sales. But that also comes with the ability to make unlimited income if you know what you're doing. So that's pretty much how it gets a short version of a long story. So, uh, Bill, uh, Virginia Beach, you know Chantel Ray? Yes. Yeah, I actually coached them. Uh, uh, they uh, asked me to coach them for a while. Yeah, uh, she's been on our show. Uh, she was very interesting. She still put those signs uh, out on the lawn uh, w- with her likeness with her dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hope not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen it in a while, but... Uh, you know, she's a, she's a great salesperson. She's definitely someone who I think is an excellent salesperson. I worked with her team. She hired me to come in for six months to to work with their inside sales team. So uh, I know that she has big goals and big dreams, but I, I haven't seen those. <laughs> I haven't seen those around. What I found during my time with you, Bill, what I really enjoyed was not only just your coaching and and your system itself, but also your Facebook presence. Uh, there, there is a Facebook page. What's the name of that? Path to Pro, but it... well, yeah, I have a private Facebook page, really designed for salespeople, and it's called the Prospecting Locker Room. So, if, and, excuse me, if anybody wants to join it, they can. I'll just let you in if you're in sales. And then just my regular one, which is uh, Path to Pro. Um, it, it's really Path to Pro Coaching, or Path to Pro, and um, that's the business page. So what I want to do is really, I want to tell people the truth about what it takes to be a successful salesperson. It's going to take a lot more work, and it's a lot more work is not physical. It's probably more work mentally. Yes, and emotionally. It's the discipline that you need to have. You know that. We always talk about that, Larry. Yeah, and, and emotionally, Bill. Um, it, it It's yeah. an emotional journey almost on a daily basis until you've built your habits and the habits then can can pull you along because you're getting success. Exactly, and you're remember that these endorphins, this um, uh, are being um, distributed in your brain. I mean, when you have success, dopamine, all this great stuff happens, and so we have to get ourselves out of the the trough as quickly as possible. Uh, Zig Ziglar used to talk about that a lot. Is to get out of the trough. Because if you stay there too long, it starts to crash in on you. 
so uh, you've got to know how to get yourself out of slumps quickly and get your best target. So by posting something up, as I said, and, and you working on your mindset, that's why that book I mentioned was a good book to read so that you understand how your brain works and uh, how you need to be working on that on a daily basis, as we just said. Emotionally, yes, uh, because um, we have a lot of people have what we call the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome is when you feel that you're not good enough or this happened to me by chance. It wasn't really the work I put in, and I don't think I'll ever be as good as that person. That is affecting a lot of performances with salespeople or the, the possibilities of great performance because the imposter syndrome is stopping them. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Let's get back for a moment to the actual plan itself. And uh, again, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to go over this because it, 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 people run into this all the time. By people, I mean me. Um, you have these goals and you might even be checking on them now weekly because you've learned enough and you've been coached enough uh, weekly. But you come in in the day and you start your day um is it necessary to time block or is it just necessary to say, okay, for a third of the day I have to prospect. And if I do that, I'm going to be successful. Well, you know, time blocking, no doubt about it, but you know, people are just, um, I call them the drifters. Um, you know, I, I had to do things at certain times because of having six kids and having, um, had recently been divorced early on when I married my wife. Um, the second time we've been married for 20-some years, uh, she was a widow with three. I had two, and then we had an hour's. So scheduling and time and going to kids' events was so important, and every house that I sold was so important to sell. I was really having to budget my time, and I had to be focused. And sometimes if you're a top producer, people look at you weird because uh, – not weird, but they, they think that you are, don't have time for them. What you do have time for is to stay on your schedule. And 80% of the time, you got to stay on it. 20% of the time, life will pull you away. But it's interesting that the consumer is more able to adjust to, to you saying to someone, hi, Bob and Susan, thank you so much. I appreciate um, you know you wanting to talk with me today. I, I don't have time between 12 and 1, but I have time between whatever. Pushing people into your schedule has to be number one, not them coming into your schedule. Try to do that with a doctor. Try to do it with an attorney. Say, listen, can I see you at this time? They always say, sorry, I have this and this available. So the consumer is prepared. Sometimes salespeople are not prepared to articulate that because they're so worried about losing something. But if you're always lead generating, you're always focused on your schedule and having it, you know, as, as, as like almost like oxygen to your life staying on it you're going to be successful yeah and um so time blocking may not be for everyone but you do have to stick to schedules and you do have to be paying attention to what the goals are um and uh, one of your bona fides uh, as far as coaching weren't you a maps coach for many years with keller williams yeah well so i started with mike ferry a long time ago actually i paid him a lot of money for coaching, and then I became an owner of a franchise, and I switched to management coaching. And then I actually had, uh, then after five years with Mike, um, I, I made some changes, and uh, which was Keller Williams, and I was a about five or six years a maps coach with for them, and and uh, traveled around the country with a workshop called Power Prospecting, and now for the past. 
four to five years, I've been teaching uh, more about permanent behavior change, how to increase your performance. I'm dealing with a lot of top producers around the country and really helping them to get to that level because everybody does need a coach. I need a coach. My coach is an international coach dealing with all kinds of businesses all over the world. So um, I learned so much by being coached that, um, you know, you always have to have that person because you're going to hit a plateau. I don't care what business you're in or how much money you've made. Um, a coach is going to help you to get to that level of living, uh, whether it be having a better schedule, whether it be, I don't know, having a better life, period. It's necessary. So, um, yeah, so I was, you know, it's been it, it's been a long road, and, and my kids think it's, uh, you know, I'm like a 34-year overnight sensation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> a- any day you can be a sensation to your kids is a sensational day. Yeah, yeah. They think it's so easy, and they don't know. And that's okay. I mean, I think the kids have to understand now. And what I'm seeing is the millennials are understanding, uh, and they're actually very coachable. Uh, They're listening if they have big dreams and goals, that they have to perform in a certain way. Uh, But life takes them away at times, and issues take them away. We all have those issues. We always have these obstacles. It's how fast can we get out of it and get back on track. If If it takes you off for two days or three days, you know that, Larry. I mean, Having to stay focused on lead generation and finding new business is part of it. There's only three aspects to a day, and then um, that aspect will help you to reach those goals and keeping those goals in front of you. And that business plan, I want to go back to what you were saying. The business plan is a living document. You don't just do it in December or right now and keep it for all 12 months, 13 months. It is a living document that changes so I think the mistake that people make is they have a business plan and that's it for the year. No, conditions of the market changes. You you learn something new. You may have to tweak it. You may have uh, the ability to make more income in a certain category. So that's it. You have to pull it out on a regular basis, adjust it, put it back in, bring it out. So that's why I like to see it in front of me, so that I'm targeted properly for my financial goals okay. and for my personal goals. So so Bill, you do one-on-one uh, coaching. Yeah, I do one-on-one. A lot of my one-on-one coach, uh, my clients are people that are really looking to get to. I'm really not doing a lot with beginners. I mean, these people have had some level of success or have some internal drive that says, i got to get there. So uh, I learned the hard way that uh, I can't help everybody, you know. But the ones that I help are getting at least a 30 to 50% increase if I pick the right clients and they fit into uh, or they understand what I'm attempting to do with them and, and working with them and how I work. So, yeah, we do one-on-one, and it's, uh, it's great to see. I'm, I mean, my mother was a teacher. My sister was a teacher. So um, some of the stuff is in my blood. And, um, you know, my youngest is an athlete. She's a, uh, ten, a level 10 gymnast. So um, I watched a lot of her development. She's 17, but she's at the last leg of her career, believe it or not, and then going to college. So a uh, level 10 gymnast is that one step before elite. And uh, so a lot of that I've seen in, in, in two of my children and knowing how important your mind has to do to your goals. So yeah, I do a lot with top producers on, on all that performance development. 
So your average coaching session, uh, is it like once a week or let's let's go over the frequency and the amount of you know, time I, and what a typical session is like? I'm, I'm probably a boutique coach, meaning that I tailor it around the individual versus having a standard way of doing it. But most of my clients uh, know that they have my phone number when they need me. They email me all the time. I have a very advanced platform that tracks performance for them, whatever. I have a guy who wants to track weight loss along with his performance of his business. So I'm able to adjust the metrics to them. But with me, they're, they're with, uh, I would say, one, two, three and a half hours a month, they're in contact with me minimally. Um, so uh, there's a lot of involvement. And when they come into my schedule, I take it as a personal responsibility to get them to where they need to, to be. And I think Larry knows that, that you know, I, I'm not here to sugarcoat things. Uh, if they're in my schedule and they say, Bill, I need to be here, I'm going to get them there. Uh, if I pick the right clients, they know that I'm there for them, and uh, we have a great relationship and things grow. But, yeah, so it's about three. I also do things. Uh, I do webinars. I've got a lot of content on YouTube that they have access to also, and I have a, a separate membership site where they can get past webinars. And uh, this year coming up, we're actually going to put more out nationally because I really believe that what's being told to people right now is not current to the condition of the marketplace. Well, well, that's, we're that, going to help you, them. You, you bring up a good point. So th the market has changed. The business has changed. Technology certainly has changed the entire real estate brokerage industry. There's disruptors that are disrupting. And uh, <clears throat> I, I think I'll, and, and then the, the old guard is, is still there and strong also, the, the, the big franchises. So um, mm -hmm. how, how do you relate to all these changes, and how does that fit into your coaching? Well, here's what we found out, that I believe that the industry, real estate industry, in my opinion, has uh, it's like the hen house being designed by the fox. Big corporations come in and take in this business that we were doing one-on-one -on -one with the clients and saying, you know what, we can do it better. We have a set program and how we do it, and we will guarantee you this. And what happens is the real estate agent doesn't know how to deliver their services at a point where the consumer can understand it. They're much more educated. The scripts are outdated. The scripts are coming out of the 50s and 60s, when, uh, if you guys remember, uh, the Fuller Brushman, Amway, and all these, uh, uh, the Electrolux and Doorman were knocking on doors. So we carried those into the 70s and the 80s. And then in the 90s, things started to change, and the consumer became more educated. They want a consultant. They want an advisor. They don't want a salesperson. So if you sound like a salesperson to them, they're going to pick someone else or they're not sure what they want or there's some sort of resistance. The industry right now is changing, and if the real estate agents and these other real estate companies don't make those changes, these people with deep pockets are going to come in and tell the consumer that they can do a better job. Uh, the iBuyer programs and uh, these big landing pages that are taking the business away because the agents have to learn, and, and a lot of people in the real estate, how to deliver their presentation to a point that's compelling, that shows authority and influence and confidence, and that there's a set plan, and you're the doctor and they're the patient. As soon as they 
believe that you're not that person. They start telling you what they would like to have, and they take control, and that's because the expertise is not there delivered properly to the consumer. So that's what's changing, and it's going to be changing a whole lot more as we get into 2020 and beyond. Uh, if the agents don't step it up and these companies don't step it up, that model's gone. If the scripts don't change, you're going to see big companies coming in, as they're doing right now, and taking the business away. And that's why I'm saying that um, we can do it. We have to be aware of what's happening. We have to change our presentation to the consumer so they see value in us and want to use this as their prime source. There is so much more marketing out there every day, so much more advertising. We're, I forget what this statistic is, but something like a 1,000 uh, ads that you get in a day uh, people emailing you, people on Facebook or whatever it is, Twitter, where Instagram, wherever you are. People today don't want to be sold. They want a reason to buy. And you as the salesperson or the consultant, you're there to help them understand what they can do and how they can do it. And then, of course, you can help them to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you look. Know, um, if you don't know how to tell your story to the point, uh, again, I do a lot of reading, guys. And I do a lot of research on behavior science. Uh, you know, I didn't go to college for that, so I had to really read and study and read books on a regular basis. Uh, another great book is Influence, Science, and Practice. Robert Giovanni talked about the six principles of persuasion. And we have to understand that um, 80% of the time, the human being acts the same way and sees things the same way. 20% of the time, you know, it's guess your best. But if we're able to understand that if we present ourselves in a certain way to the consumer and they see us in that light, they want to do business with us. Make it easy for that consumer to shop from you. Don't make it difficult. And I think a lot of times we're, uh, we're setting ourselves in an adversarial situation with our clients, and then they run away and they're looking for someone who's going to get along. That's why at times uh, – if the consumer doesn't see honesty, trust, and expertise out of you in a certain way, they're going to move on to someone else. And, yeah. and uh, therefore, we're bombarded. And quickly, they're going to move on quickly from you because yeah. the, there's there's infinite choice out there right now, including no choice. Just do it through some technology like an iBuyer. You, granted, you're going to lose money doing that, but but uh, sometimes you also lose the hassle of having to deal with someone. I mean, well, yeah, actually, but isn't that interesting? You just said it. They should not feel that way. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, we, but we've given up that position. We allowed it to creep in behind us, underneath our door, behind our back. Uh, we have allowed the, the fox to design the hen house, and now the fox has the hens. And so if we don't get ourselves understanding that, uh, I would see the industry is going to go to this, and it's going to eliminate a lot of you know a lot of these people out there don't understand it. And you know, I've been in this business for 34 years, so I've seen a whole lot of changes. So speaking of changes, uh, so there's news about the NAR uh, abolishing pocket listings. Yeah, I saw that. How, how can they do that? <laughs> That's the whole point of pocket yeah. listings. You don't know they exist. Right. And and they actually can't um, uh, unless your brokerage is paying attention to it. But so many of these rules, especially with the NAR, it's the ethics and the code of conduct. So you're either abiding by it or you're not. 
Well, they're 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 just relate, relating that to residential. I mean, commercial brokers are notorious for doing whatever they want and 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 will continue to. And most of them are not realtors, so they have no jurisdiction. Correct. So that's a good portion of the inventory out there. So I don't know. I, that, I that's the new news, and we'll have a little bit more on that in, in our next show because we're going to drill down and, and see. I, I read the article that was in Inman. Um, it wasn't really definitive. It was short, a little too short, not enough teeth in it. Right. Who's our sponsor today, Jim? Our sponsor. Let's see. Broker Talk is sponsored today by Castles Unlimited, where you get the best real estate offers. Online, go to castlesunlimited.com for all your real estate needs. And uh, we have on our uh, guest today is Bill Crespo of uh, uh, Path to Pro, an excellent coach, many, many years of experience. It's been a pleasure to have you on our show today, Bill. Yes, thank you, Bill. Hey, thanks. This, this has been great. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and uh, it's great hearing and talking to you again, Larry. Thanks for letting me come on. Uh, it's a pleasure to have had you, and uh, thanks so much for your coaching. I was one of those that did the 30 to 50% better after working with you. Wow. Are <laughs> you still good. working with That's Bill? That's great. Well, thanks, and if anybody wants to just jump on to the site, uh, pastoprocoaching.com, they're more than welcome to check it out or go to the Facebook page, the Prospecting Locker Room. Either way, um, you know, we'll help you. Okay. Broker Talk is a weekly podcast hosted by real estate industry professionals and always dedicated to telling it like it is. I'm Jim Lowenstern signing off. And I'm Larry Lawfer signing off as well. Thanks for listening. Baba Booey. (laughs) 